Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fast on this behavior edition of the show. Um... Sometimes it gets a little confusing because I do alternate with Dr. Dennis, and of course she's a veterinarian, and obviously that would be the medical edition of the show. And sometimes shows are pre-recorded, or every once in a while a previous show will be broadcast. So it's sometimes a little confusing of who's going to be on the air and can you call in. But today I'm here actually in person in the studio and you can call in if you want to talk to me. And if you'd like to do that, if you have a question or something that you would like to discuss, um, I'm more than happy to take your call. And the number to call in is 860-522-WTIC. So that's 860-522-WTIC. T-I-C. And I always throw out my website information, which is www.loryfastdogtraining.com, and all of my contact information off the air if you want to call me or email me or see when my upcoming classes might be. You can check my website, and sometimes it's just not convenient to call into the show, or maybe you want me to uh, answer your question in a little bit more detail, and I'm very happy to do that. And a lot of people have taken me up on that. And the only thing that I ask of people is if I do give you advice, either through an email or on the phone or even on the radio, I like to get feedback. Um, you know, I like to know if something worked, and I also like to know if something didn't work. And uh, and if something didn't work, then I like to figure out, well, why not? Um, Because that affects what advice I might give in the future. So, you know, like for example, um, there's a a thing, I don't know what to call it, a product, I guess it's a product called uh, Thunder Shirt. And it's sort of like a compression vest. 
um, and it's originally designed for dogs who are afraid of thunderstorms. And what is the feedback I get from people with that? Well, if I had to give it a grade, I'd say maybe it works. I'd say like 30% of the time it works. That's not a really great grade. That means like maybe 70% of the time it doesn't work. But that having been said, um, it's not harming your dog. It's not going to cause any it doesn't have any side effects. It doesn't do anything bad. Uh, and I think they used to, and I'm pretty sure they still do, have a money-back guarantee. So if you don't mind trying it, okay, so you got maybe a 3 out of 10 chance that it'll be helpful. And if it is helpful, it's worth worth a shot. But, you know, that's useful information to me um, because then I can share that with people. Or, uh, for example, another thing that um, – People used to call in a lot about this. I haven't heard this. Of course, I'm going to throw it out there and I'm going to get all kinds of calls. But people used to call quite a bit uh, about their dogs eating poop, either their own poop or dog poop. And to be honest with you, I think most dogs eat rabbit poop or cat poop. And I think they just do. So that that's another matter. I'm talking about eating their own poop, which is kind of disgusting, but it happens more than you think. And there's uh, products on the market called Forbid, there's Deter. And if I was going to give those a grade, I'd give them like a 0%. Now, maybe they've worked for somebody and that person hasn't told me they worked, but every single person who ever tried that product or either of those types of products that are supposed to make poop taste bad because after all it's so delicious we need to make it taste bad but anyway it doesn't work at all so if somebody says hey should I try this try that I'll say no don't even waste your time and there's other things that you can do which I would suggest but if somebody wanted to try a product like Thundershirt yeah hey give it a shot and there's certain things that you know work better than other things and The fact of the matter is nothing works 100% for all dogs in all situations. And sometimes something might work with a dog in a particular situation and might not work at all with the same dog but in a different situation. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I was working with a dog. It was a a cocker poo, and uh, he he had been recently rehomed because of bad, aggressive behavior. And he lived in a family initially with people that had children, and so they didn't want him being aggressive with people with children and kids' friends and this kind of thing. So he was um, rehomed to a single guy who they thought maybe that would solve the problem. Well, it didn't solve the problem. Uh, He continued to act in an aggressive way and very quirky, very weird. And I wanted to see if there was something that we could do when he started to go down that road that would just startle or interrupt the behavior so we could kind of work with the problem. And uh, it was a very difficult problem. Ultimately, this particular guy wasn't able to work it out at all. I'm not even going to get into those details because I'm sidetracking here. But anyway, um, I wanted to see, because sometimes you can come up with a correction and it and fairly simply you can solve a problem. You know, it's, it's not always that way, but sometimes you can, and I'm at least willing to give it a shot. So the dog, I met the dog initially outside And he was trying to jump into the back of my car and trying to kind of get stuff out of my car because I have all sorts of interesting dog toys and 
uh, treats, and it was pretty interesting to go in there, but I didn't want him doing that. So I had a can with pennies in it, and I shook the can, and he got immediately down. It, it worked really well. So, okay, so he, he seems to be sensitive to noise. Um, I also had one of those cans of air that, you know, you you squeeze it, and it kind of so they have those that are made specifically to train dogs, but essentially it's just the same can of air that you use to clean your keyboard with. And no, you don't spray it at the dog. It, you just make the noise. And that worked pretty well, too. So I thought, oh, okay. You know, he is somewhat noise sensitive. So if he begins to act aggressive, we could maybe take it up a notch and use uh, one of those nautical horns <laughs> because that'll be really loud. And if he's when dogs are more excitable, usually you have to do something that's, you know, going to get through to them that they wouldn't normally need. So I thought, okay, he's sensitive to noise, and so if he acts aggressive, we're going to do this. So I knew that if he was in a particular situation, if he was in a bedroom and he was with this friend and he stayed there for too long, that he was going to start guarding this friend, because that was what he had done. So we kind of set it up where we put him in the bedroom, we waited a half an hour, and then we're going to see if he's going to do this behavior. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is what I do for a living. Sorry. Anyway, so we go into the room and, um, yeah, sure enough, you know, he, he was true to form and very predictable and started acting aggressive. And, um, I pushed the air horn, and you know what? It didn't work. He didn't care at all, not even a little bit. As a matter of fact, I would say it probably made him more angry. So, you know, here we have a situation where on the most superficial level, I could say, well, I gave him a little test to see if he was going to be sensitive to a sound as a correction. And, oh, if he's jumping in my car, works great. Stopped immediately. Worked like a charm. Oh, he's in the bedroom guarding his new friend and uh, even the loudest possible noise, anything higher, louder than that would blow everybody's eardrums out. Didn't work at all, not even slightly. So, you know, that's why it's sometimes a little tough to figure out what's going to work for a particular dog and then the same dog in a different situation. So, you know, people understand that uh, dogs have different personalities, but I think sometimes people don't realize that the same dog can have a completely different personality in a different situation. And that's why when you're doing, you know, temperament tests or trying to figure out what a dog is like, that that's really not going to give you the whole picture. I mean, if if I'm meeting somebody and I'm meeting their dog for the first time, uh, you know, I can do I can do tests. I can see how they're going to respond to this or that. But in reality, where I'm getting going to get most of my information is through asking them questions. Well, what does your dog do here? What does your dog do there? Because they live with the animal. I don't. So you know, to say that uh, I can do a 10, 15 minute temperament test, and somehow or another, I'm going to have greater insight into what this dog does than the person who's actually living with the dog. Absolutely not. Okay, that's just not going to happen. So finding out from the people who actually live with the dog what is going on is as valuable, if not more valuable, than uh, any kind of test I could do. And a lot of times people will tell me, well, he doesn't normally act like this. He's acting differently now. He really does this crazy behavior. And I have to say, I believe you. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it before. Maybe not with your dog right now. 
but um, that's probably the most valuable uh, way for me to get insight into any sort of situation. And so that's why I'm able to sometimes answer questions on the phone or on the radio or in an email because people are telling me what's going on rather than seeing it. And then sometimes, obviously, I do have to see it, but uh, just throwing it out there. Anyway, you're listening to Pet Talk, and I'm here until 2, and I'm actually here. So if you have a question or something you want to talk about, you can call in at 860-522-WTIC. And I think we're going to go to a break. WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And I am actually here. And so if you want to call in, you can do that. And I'm here till two o'clock. The lines are open and it would be 860-522-WTIC. So it's 860-522-WTIC. And I think we had uh, somebody or maybe even a couple of somebodies that were calling, but they didn't let it ring for long enough and they hung up. So be patient. Sometimes we can't pick up your call right away, but if you call in, our nice producers will pick up the call and then you get up on the uh, computer screen that I can see your name and then I push whatever button if I don't mess that up. So anyway, so if you, anyway, make it a long, making a long story short, if you want to call into the show, I'd love to hear from you. It's 860-522-WTIC. So anyway, um, I wanted to share with you uh, something that somebody said to me recently, but it's something that I've heard many times before. And what they said is, didn't I agree that big dogs in general are better behaved than little dogs and that little dogs tend to be very badly behaved as compared to big dogs? And there is some truth to that, but I really think that the reason that there is truth to that is because people can't ignore some of the kinds of behaviors that big dogs do or might do, whereas if a little dog is doing the same thing, uh, people might, oh, isn't that, oh, that's so cute, you know, so you have a little 10-pound dog barking their head off and growling, oh, look at that, isn't that cute, or maybe this little fuzzy, you know, 7-pound dog is pulled on your pant leg, oh, that's okay, that's just cute, (laughs) but then if you have a big, muscular, 100-pound dog doing a similar kind of thing, nobody's going to think it's cute. 
I've seen little dogs where somebody's holding them on a leash and their feet are just, you know, it's, it's like they're going, 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 but they're so light and they're so small. You know, the person that's holding the dog isn't even batting an eye. It's like nothing to hold this little dog on a leash. It's no big deal. It's easily ignored. <laughs> and so, if again, if you have a little eight-pound dog that's doing this or, you know, sometimes they're five pounds or smaller – it could be embarrassing. It could be annoying. It, you know, it might not even be safe for the little dog to be doing this, but it's really easy to overlook that. Then you get a dog who's you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 plus pounds, and they're pulling you. Well, I get a lot of calls from people who their dog literally pulled them down. Um, and a lot of people whose dog not only pulled them down, but then they got injured. They broke their hip. They got a rotator cuff tear. They fell on their hand and they sprained their hand. Well, you you can't have a dog that's going to do that. It's dangerous. And obviously, if you want to be able to walk your dog, you can't allow that kind of stuff to go on. So what I'm saying is if you have a dog that you clearly recognize, yes, this needs training, we're not going to let that happen, well, then you're probably going to get on that and do something about it. If you have a dog that you can just pick him up and it doesn't matter anyway, a lot of people are just going to ignore it. And and the, even sometimes when the dog is acting out to somebody else, uh, people, oh, oh, yeah, that's just so cute. Oh, so, oh, that's so funny. Um, but I will say that if I was going to make a generalization about little dogs maybe being a little harder to train, one of the things that they tend to do more than big dogs, but, you know, again, it's an individual thing. There's two things. One is that they tend to uh, bark more than big dogs. Not always, but a lot of little dogs just really like to bark. It's just fun times, recreational. They're just very yappy, and uh, that tends to be more of a little dog behavior. Then the other thing that um, little dogs tend to have uh, a harder time with than big dogs, and again, it's individual, and that is housebreaking issues. Um, a lot of little dogs struggle with that, and I think that um, one of the reasons is that uh, the two things that make a dog easy to housebreak is, one, how much control do they have? Some dogs literally have horrible control. As soon as they feel like they have to go, um, they have to go right now. You cannot wait. And they have to go out frequently. And that, you know, is that a little dog thing? Not necessarily. But, you know, some big dogs, even if they have water, you better take them out. Some Again, not big dog, little dog things. So I don't think that's it, although that does contribute to how easy or difficult it's going to be to housebreak your dog. But the thing that I think is messing up little dogs is what is their sense of cleanliness, which sounds kind of like a weird thing. Like a cat tends to be generally very fastidious. Oh, here's a litter box. Oh, great idea. Thank you very much. I think I'll use that. That's great. I don't, I don't want to sit anywhere near my own pee and poo. I, it's nicely delegated over here. Um, most dogs won't soil their own crate, and that's a sense of cleanliness. Some dogs would prefer to soil the furthest corners of the yard, don't want anywhere near any of their own stuff at all. And little dogs, I think, just tend to have less of that. But if you think of it from the point of view of if you have a little tiny dog in a 
large living room, to them, this is like a big, huge space. So if they go in the corner under the air conditioner, to them, it's like they went someplace really far away. If you have your Mastiff pooping under your air conditioner in your living room, that's pretty hard to miss for everybody, including the big dog. So I think that sense of general general cleanliness and space, uh, I think that's why little dogs tend to have that as a, as a greater problem. But that is something that I, if I was going to say big dog, little dog, easy, hard, that's something that tends to be an issue. Anyway, um, we have Lori on hold, but I think we need to go to a break and Lori, if you don't mind hanging on the phone, then um, I can get, I can, uh, I can take your call right after the break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass and I'm here until 2 o'clock. And you can call in at 860-522-WTIC or if you want to contact me off the air, you can check my website, Lori Fast Dog Training. Uh, you can get my phone number and my email and talk to me that way. But we have Lori, who's been on hold very patiently. So hopefully we'll get her on the air. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, my pleasure. What can I do for you today? Um, I actually, if it's okay, have two questions. Yeah. They can be kind of similar. Okay. Um, I have a little... Chihuahua Terrier Cross, who I rescued in February. Mm -hmm. She's 19 months old, has a past history of abuse. Um, she was ended up being an owner surrender because she bit somebody. Okay. 
she used to have to live pretty much outside on a long rope. And what happened is every time the neighbor opened their door to go out, she would go running in. So that's the short of the long story. Um, she was petrified of people, petrified pretty much of everything when I first got her. Um, she was open to a few people that took care of her before she was adopted. Um, now she's great with people as long as we're not. I live in a condominium complex. Yeah. And if somebody's walking down the hallway, I'm on the third floor toward me or getting off of the elevator when I'm getting on, so on and so forth. She goes ballistic. Okay. Well, what do you mean? Bark, lunge, make a lot of noise? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much all all of the above. Um, I have been able to get some people to stop that, you know, ask about her and get real patient with her. And she'll actually, some of them, she'll let better, but Mm. not everybody. Okay. Well, first of all, you know, I don't think that it's realistic or even necessarily desirable that everybody get to know her. I mean, that would be great, but I don't think that is going to happen. And there's always going to be somebody new that she's going to see. And so she's going to have to learn how to deal with, okay, you don't know this person and um, you need to mind your manners. And just because they seem like you don't like them or you don't know them and you're not comfortable doesn't mean you get to act all crazy. And and even if you had a hard time in the past, uh, you can be good now and you can stop that. So when she's doing that, is she? are you holding her or is she on the ground? No, she's on the ground. I have tried holding her a okay. few times. All right. Well, I don't necessarily recommend that you hold her. Right. But what I might recommend is that you put your foot in front of her and that she be made to stay behind you. So we've set a boundary. And I think I might try using a plant mister bottle adjusted to a jet so it comes out like a a straight stream and say Mm -hmm. to her, quiet. And then if she's not, nope, and give her a little squirt, quiet. Because it doesn't matter if she were not, you know, people weren't great with her before. She's okay now. And mm-hmm. she's just taken it too far, and she needs to stop that. Okay. Okay, so a lot of times when dogs have been abused or treated badly, people are afraid to, you know, draw a line in the sand um, mm-hmm. and say, no, you cannot do that, because they're so sensitive to the fact that the dog was treated badly in the past, but that's not the case anymore. Right, because, I mean, when we're not at home, she's fine. Okay, so she's a little territorial, and a lot of chihuahuas are that way. Um, so mm-hmm. she needs, you know, block her, okay. and then I would use the water bottle, not in a mist, but in a jet, and see how that works. That might, again, that might be enough right there, uh, but maybe not. <laughs> you know, as I was talking earlier, sometimes things work great. You do this, oh, great, that works. And other times you have to adjust it or do more than one thing. So I would start with that and then see what happens. And if you need more help, then you can get back in touch with me and we can figure out something else. Okay. And then, so my, then my next question is when she sees other dogs, I mean, we can be in the car if she sees one walking or in like the car beside us in traffic. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like she does at home, she'll go ballistic. Okay. Well, again, you know, the water bottle is the easiest 
option. Okay. That doesn't mean it'll work. It, it might work great. It might not work at all. Okay. It might work temporarily, but I would start with that. And it's the same thing. I would say to her, quiet. And the first few times you say that, she's going to like not listen to you at all. And then right. no squirt. Then tell her quiet again. All right. Okay. So when you say quiet, if she's not quiet, uh-oh, you're going to get a squirt of water bottle. Up until last Friday, I started to see some progress with her. Um, like, we, I go and take her with me to the farmer's market in town here and walk around just so she gets the exposure to mm -hmm. other people. And she actually was really good with a couple of dogs. She met their big dogs, which surprised me. Well, be careful with that because we don't always know what the other dog's going to do. And she is little. And a lot of people who have little dogs and say hi to big dogs, it doesn't turn out well. So I'd be right. very careful with that. Until last Friday, we left the flea market and I went down to the dead end at the river and was sitting there just watching the birds and everything. We were in the car, and she likes to put her paws up on the passenger side window and look out. Well, all of a sudden, I see these two younger guys down there, and they had two dogs with them. One was a boxer, one was a pit. They didn't okay. have them well, you know anything. what? One of the things that we're talking about here is she has some territorial issues. She's okay. in her car. She's in your condo. Mm -hmm. When you're walking around away from your car, that's not hers. That's not her space. So she's being worse when she feels like she's in her space. So I think that has that in common. And I would still manage it the same way that I told you. Okay. And like I said, up until last Friday, she got so much better. And then all of a sudden, here's these two dogs that have literally jumped up on that side of my car and the boxers trying to get in the car. Well, you know what? If a dog is doing that and she's barking, I can't even necessarily blame her under right. those circumstances. I might just, you know, pull her back and you know it's unreasonable to say that dogs are jumping on the car and she's not yeah. going to have a, an opinion about that so that is yeah. not normal and that's bad for the you know that's really rude of the person who has these dogs the big dogs scratching up your car hey you know go squirt get out of your car and go squirt the person who has those dogs <laughs> and yeah, tell them really, to get really. your dogs under control buddy squirt squirt but the, i would try that do, do you get okay. what i'm saying that you should do yeah. Very okay. much so. All right. Well, give so, that a so shot much. and then, you know, let me know what happens, okay? I will definitely do that. Thank you. So okay. Much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So, um, can I take another call or do we need to go to a break? Break? Okay. So, we need to go to a break and Susan and John will get back to you after that. Possibilities of getting what I need. He looked at me and smiled. Said, No, 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 child. See the dog and butterfly. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's, WTIC's Pet Talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm 
going to not say the call letters correctly. That's good. But anyway, if you want to call into the show, it's 860-522-WTIC. And uh, I see we have Susan, who's been waiting. So we'll go to Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you? I'm good, but I could use some advice. All right, I'll do my best. (laughs) I have a a seven-and-a-half-month yellow lab pup. Okay. And my husband and I are in our late 60s, and we thought, well, it's a good time to get a dog now that we're home all the time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't realize that he was going to be such a a hard-pulling dog. He chews everything because he's in a teething mode. Yeah. We've gotten special toys for him, balls, bones. He just demolishes them. Um, we have a dog walker that comes because we're not able to, to walk him ourselves because he's too strong. Where, where do you live? Up in Granby. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, I think you should... You know, not like I want to give you a sales pitch here, but I think you would benefit a lot from doing some training. Well, we took him to a six-week class, and then we have a um, one of the trainers from the class takes him and walks him three times a week for two hours for us to give him some exercise. Okay, but having taken the class, can you walk him? He's too strong. Well, then you're not using the right equipment. (laughs) Okay. So basically, I'm just going to reword what you said, and this is going to sound a little rude maybe, but you took a six-week class and you didn't learn how to walk your dog. No, I did learn how to walk the dog, but the dog has since gotten bigger. He went from 30 pounds to 55, 60 pounds. Okay, but you can't walk him now. Right. So you need to learn how to walk him now. Right. Is the person that you were working with before able to show you how to control him and what equipment you need to stop him from pulling you now? No. Okay, well, that's what you need. That's the information you need. So, you know, I I can never speak about what other people say. I mean, sometimes people say, oh, Lori, you said this, or Lori, you didn't say that. And I know that I didn't say those things. So what other people say, I have no idea. I can just keep track of what I say, which is sometimes hard enough. But there's a lot of different training tools that you can use and techniques that you can use. So you can walk him. And what was okay maybe when he was 30 pounds is not okay now that he's 60 pounds. But there are things that you can do to control him. And, you know, I'm assuming that you, you know, based on that you're calling the show, that you want to be able to walk him yourself. Is that true? Yes. Okay. All right. So when you try to take him out and you're walking him, what equipment does, is he wearing? What's he wearing to walk with? He has a harness. Okay. So that's just already you're in trouble because harnesses are hooked up to dogs who do weight pull contests, who pull carts, um, so you hook a harness on a big, strong dog, and um, oh, well, gee, that makes it all the easier for them to pull. And there are front hook harnesses that kind of make them pull awkwardly because it throws them off balance a little bit. But if you have a very strong, willful dog, they'll just pull awkwardly then, okay? So a harness is just probably not a very good choice, so that's one problem you've got there. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. My 91-year-old father was just yelling. Oh, all right. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot of different types of training tools. One type of training tool that you would have to get him used to, but it doesn't take a lot of training expertise, is uh, one of the head collars, like a gentle leader 
or a halty or something like that. That head go, collar. Yeah, it, it it looks it looks like something you put on a horse, to be honest. And as a matter of fact, it was designed after how you handle a horse. So it, it there's a part that goes over his nose, and then you hook it underneath. So that if he tries to pull, it kind of tilts his head a little bit, and then you have better leverage. Uh, and, there, you know, I'm not going to say there's no technique in using in using that device, because there obviously is. And he has to get used to it, because having something on his nose, he's going to say, what the heck is that? So, so you have to get him used to it. But that would give you some leverage to have him not pull you. So if you could get him used to it, that particular training device would give you the ability to walk them where a harness is just like, oh, forget that one. Okay. So you could look into that. Um, I like to, with Labradors in particular, they tend to be very, I'm going to describe them as physically insensitive, which means that you're trying to control them and you just forget it. So a lot of times I will use a prong collar. But you have to size it correctly. You have There's a little bit of a learning curve there. But, you know, I've had Labradors that will literally knock people down and then we get them sized with the right collar and put it on correctly and teach the people how to use it and now they're walking fine. But I don't think that's ever going to happen with a harness. No. Okay, so a harness is not good. No. What about the thing they call the um, educator? It's a, it's a collar with an electrical zap to it. Oh, you mean like you push the button? Yeah. Um, well, I think that's hard to coordinate because you would have to be pushing the button when he's pulling and then stop pushing the button when he's not pulling. And I think there's too much going on. So I don't, you know, I don't have anything against pretty much any training tool. And there's a lot of situations where that type of tool would be great. So if you were using that to stop him from jumping, that would be good. He's jumping, you push the button, he's down. Oh, good boy. He's got his you know, feet up on the counter. You push the button, he gets down. Good job. Okay, he's trying to eat your shoes or get in the garbage. Oh, definitely, yes. Okay, that particular tool would be good for those things. But I think if you're trying to use it to teach him to stop pulling you, I don't think that would be the best use of that tool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's a lot of different things you can do. You know, I mean, I'm teaching a class in Windsor starting this next Sunday. You're not that far. If you wanted to come to that class, you're certainly welcome to. Um, but, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do. You just need to learn how to put them together. Where would your class be? In Windsor. It's uh, sponsored by the town. Um, you can look. It's on... Mattyonic Avenue. You check my website. It's on my website. And what is your website? Lori Fast Dog Training. Lori Fast. No T. F A S S. L A U R I E F A S S. L A U R I E. Yeah, Fast. F A S S. Dog Training. All one word. Okay. Okay. But, you know, I think you just need more training and more, you know, he's a big dog. He's a big, goofy puppy. Yep. You know, you did some work, but it's not enough. He needs more. Okay. And this is Windsor. Yeah. And this is Sunday? Yep. Sunday. Yeah, so that's not that far from where you are. No, not at all. But you just and need do we more bring help. Him with us? <laughs> What's up? Do we bring him, we bring him well, with yeah. us? Well, yeah. What you know, bring it's not going to help you very much sure. if you leave him home. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, he comes. Okay. Well, thank you. We'll see you Sunday. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, let's see here now. Um, we're going to see if I can get John. Hi, John. Hello, how are you? I'm good. good. How are you? Good. What is your website, if you can spell it out quick? Okay, I've got one minute, so i got to go really okay, fast here. It's L-A-U-R-I-E. Stop, 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 stop. My cat is drinking a lot of water. Okay. She's a Russian blue. What might that mean? I don't know whether water drinking is normal or means something. Is this something that's changed? It seems she's drinking more. Okay, then anytime a cat or a dog changes a behavior... And there's nothing that you can attribute it to. In other words, he didn't change his food. He's not eating, like, a lot of dry food. And he used to eat wet food or, you know, some other obvious thing. Then the next thing you want to do is you do want to talk to your vet and maybe do some blood work because it could be a lot of things. It could even be the beginning signs of diabetes. So it could be nothing. But I think if some behavior like that changes, uh, you know, if there's no problem, okay, so he drinks more water, big deal. But it could be a sign of some kind of physical issue, which you would want to check out. Thank you. What is your website now? Okay, it's L-A-U-R-I-E. That's Lori. Fast, F like Frank, A, two S's like Sam. Okay. Dog training. Thank you. I'll be in touch. Okay, John. I guess that just, you're the last caller and we got to wrap it up. But thanks for calling and I hope your cat is okay. All right? Thank you, Connie. Thank you, Connie. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay. So that just about wraps it up for today's show. Thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your weekend. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.